What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's up, everybody? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Now, you know I go around this amazing planet of ours finding the best humans on it to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. I have somebody who's so much fun. I cannot wait to get into a conversation with her. Her name is Lindsay, I'm going to probably say this wrong, Harley Kadatz. Harl Kadatz, but I do respond to Harley. Kadatz. Yeah, <laughs> And she is known as the values vixen. You're going to have so much fun with this woman. And she as a business consultant who specializes in team behavior via culture and brand alignment. And she supports leaders who want to have an immediate and lasting impact on their people. That is so freaking needed right now. So needed. Okay. And so it starts with their values, a tasty, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. A tasty mental prune juice that brings a leader better brain flow for guiding, connecting and leading their team to greatness. And you know what, Lindsay, I have been a leader for years, maybe 30, 40 years. And, um, I, I know that there are definitely good leaders out there and not so good. Um, so I love that you're focusing on leadership. So first of all, let's start from the beginning. Who are you, Lindsay? Who are you? <laughs> well, I'm a wee bit of a quirky human, but beyond that, uh, exactly that. I am a business consultant who focuses on uh, realness and team <laughs> team alignment via brand and culture. Um more importantly, I am someone who has come from the corporate world and mm. I had an exception of a leader. And this is one reason why I'm so passionate about leaders, because I had a leader during one of the darkest periods of my life who saw me, who listened to me, who encouraged me and oh, held great. me accountable for going to get the help I needed in order to choose my life. And she had created a space that made it possible for me to say, okay, I'm more than a butt in a seat here. I am worth going to get some help for. And because of that, I'm still here coming on 12 years later. Wow. So leaders have a very special place in my heart. 
because of that exception of a leader mm-hmm, within mm-hmm. a huge, large, one of the big four accounting firms at a time when mental health wasn't really talked about. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really powerful, right? Because I think that that gets lost a little bit sometimes in corporate is the humanity, uh, mm-hmm. the connection and the fact that they're all human too. I mean, our, our CEOs, our COOs, they're human too. They're going through some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it is mm-hmm. sometimes a doggy dog world. And so they feel like they have to be a certain character or behave a certain way. And I love that you are focusing on the leaders, right? And focusing on how they can be better for their teams because, you know, I I think I, and I'm grateful that I learned this a long time ago is that I realized that I have a servant leader mentality. I love to be there in the trenches with my team. I'm also not threatened by their greatness. You know, Mm. like um, that's something Mm. I think truly hard for leaders sometimes because they feel like, oh, this person's going to take my job or this person thinks they know more than me. Well, they probably do. And that doesn't mean anything. Like some of the, the people that I worked with, they had great ideas, great things they came with. And I was seriously not threatened by that. And I'm Mm. like, you know, a lot of people I saw in many different teams who were challenging their people all the time because they were so threatened. And I just saw how fast that like degraded the team, you know? Mm -hmm. So tell me what's your approach? What is it that you want to help these leaders with? Mm -hmm. Well, so it's not necessarily about how do you get to the next level of leadership? How do you get to that C-suite? I don't work with C-suites. I work with those in between leaders. So they're either new to the role. Um, they're just that. trying to figure out their way in this in, from going from expert to leader now because they're no longer these experts, technicians, so to speak, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or the middle managers on how do I find my place here? in a way that's more real and genuine to me so that I can act what I'm doing isn't working. So now what? Mm -hmm. And that really starts by, and, and backing up a little bit too, is during the pandemic, all these articles were coming out, all these stats were coming out about how we needed to support our employees because their mental health was not good. They were burnt out, so on and so forth. But there was very little about what do we do? What do our leaders do? Our leaders mm-hmm. are not mental health professionals right. for the most part. Right. They don't necessarily even have a mental health first aid training. So all of a sudden, they're expected to provide this mental health support for their employees whose mental health is not great. That's not okay. Right. That is hard. So how I work with leaders is really about that. What is that self-awareness piece? Do we know what our own values are? And part of the reason why I'm called a values vixen is because everything for me is that foundation of our values, which are our underlying beliefs upon which we take action. They're not these fluffy statements. They are these things that we really need to pause and consider and think, what are my, my values? And that was a huge lesson for me because the values I was operating with back when I was in that dark period of my life were not bad values. They were just not my values. They were values Mm. that had been modeled for me and that I thought were the right values. Right, right. But they weren't mine. Mm-hmm. So it's about starting that foundation of what is important to us. What, what is influencing us the most? What motivates us? What lights us up? 
how do we start to take action with confidence? And mm-hmm. in that, and, and I love that you, you speak about, you know, being threatened. I mean, I don't love that, but I love that you're speaking no, about no, yeah. feeling threatened mm-hmm. because that then limits the ability to listen. Right, right. And what leaders do, you know, they spend roughly 55% or more of their day listening. And so if we're not listening properly, if we're not understanding why when we're listening, our ego might be coming into play, we're not going to be able to get the best out of our people. We're not going Mm -hmm. to be able to get the best out of ourselves because we're in this constant fear mode. And so it's working with the leaders to understand, to, to help, not to understand, but to help them go inward and understand what are my values? What is my mindset? What are the beliefs guiding my actions? Are they hindering me? Are they moving me forward? And beyond that, what are my emotions telling me? Because, and I, and I love this quote, it's not mine. Um, it's from the brilliant uh, Dr. Susan David, where she says, emotions are data, not directives. Mm, so as leaders, like we need to understand the data of the emotion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not the directive of it. And so I work with leaders to give them those tools of how do we make sure that our emotions aren't being directive, but being data Mm -hmm. for us to go inward and understand, but to not hinder our ability to listen and coach essentially our team to their own greatness. Right. And, you know, um, I think that, you know, for those of you who are listening to, to Lindsay, and especially those of you who are CEOs or, you know, are, are, are C-suites in companies, you really should consider, you know, having someone like Lindsay come on because a lot of our leaders, a lot of our middle management leaders or whatever are usually, they go from that expert piece, like you said, into management, but never get the training. Yeah. So they, they go still with the mindset of the expert and not the mindset of a manager where they have to like serve, listen, you know, be there with them instead of competing maybe for sales or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the piece I've always found that's missing. Some Mm -hmm. people get promoted because it's their turn. You know, it's not because they have the skill set. Mm-hmm. And that can damage a company that will take a company down. Right. So it's like when you were going through your, your mental health piece, if, if your manager or your leader wasn't there for you, that could have been completely, that could have went a whole different way. Whole different right? way. Yeah. Whole yeah. different way for you and for the company. Yeah. 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 Do you agree with that? That, you know, that piece is missing. Heck yes. Heck yes. I mean, I've been in yeah. companies where it's been missing. And, right. and even further, um, it's so interesting because not everybody wants to be a leader. And, and I was talking right. with, a, with a dear colleague of mine, and she works in a very large telecommunications company here in Canada. And she knows that the next level up for her is when hours really start to increase. Her time is no longer hers. Right. And at that point... She then can no longer be there for her chi- her child. That was a hard word to say. Her child, <laughs> her evenings will extend well past the eight o'clock mark. And so she said to me, she's like, Lindsay, I know that I am at the highest level that I want right now. 
And that's all. And I'm okay with that. And that's all I'm ever going to want because I don't want my time to be the company's. Mm-hmm. I want my time to be there for family because her going back to what you said about values and, that's and her, value. her family is her number one core value. Cause we've right, also worked right. together in that capacity where I helped her gain some clarity in that. Mm-hmm. And so being able to recognize, Hey, if I were to move up into this leadership role, I would be miserable. I would hate mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would be so misaligned with who I am. And so I'm fine to move horizontally, uh, laterally across the company, but I no longer want to work my way vertically up. And yeah, that's okay. that makes so much sense. Yeah. 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 So, and so, I, I wish some people knew yeah. how to express that. I wish mm-hmm. people knew how to express that because I think most of us feel that the next natural step is to elevate, is mm-hmm. to go up. When I love what you said. No, maybe sometimes your next natural state is to stay. It's mm-hmm. just to be right in mm-hmm. that level that you are okay with, that you are fine living in. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, one of the things I used to have to talk to a lot of the women that I coach about was that, you know, like I, I had a, a CEO once, you know, she had a really great company she was running and she's like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. I want to stay, mm-hmm. I want to stay home with my kid. I said, well, what does that look like? She goes, what does that look like? Like it never even dawned on her yeah. like that that was an option. Right. And so I love that you're stepping in and you're saying, you know, listen, uh, we're going to take care of your middle management, which are honestly, to me, what's what's holding up your company. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. they are they are connecting with the the C-suites, but they are also leading the the workhorses, the team, the people who are doing the thing. Right. Um, So they are super to me important, super important. Um, So I'm glad that you're doing that. So how do you do that? Like, are you connecting with like um, big companies? Are you connecting with individual leaders? Like, how are you managing your your aspect of the coaching that you do? Mm-hmm. So, so both. Um, but, but honestly, um, so I do work uh, individually one-on-one with clients, uh, walking them through a series of tools and programs based on what they're, oh no, my, every time I say, okay. s- I found this on the web for a series of <laughs> programs. I knew that was going to happen. My Siri decided <laughs> to pop up. I apologize. Um, <laughs> that's so, so funny. Oh, I should have turned her off. Um, <laughs> yes, one on one, there are typically in a company where they're a leader, obviously, um, of a team of no less than five. I also work with leaders who are in larger organizations who have multiple leaders within them, and I can do group leader coaching where they need a little bit more consistency Good. of that level of leader. Um, and how are they not, and how are they not giving? Yeah. How are they giving performance management reviews? How are they teaching them at that next level? How are they? And I think that's such an important piece too, is is. performance management. I remember having to fill my own out when I was at this Mm -hmm. big, big corporate company. I hate it. And they said to me, just look at so-and-so's and you'll get an idea of what you should do. Well, I looked at it and I was like, well, I, that sounds good. So I basically copied it. Wasn't aligned with me at all though. And so, right. but it was all right. about moving up and getting these things. And, and so I think that's a whole other conversation. Obviously I did a squirrel moment though. We're coming back. 
when though, when I work with com uh, leaders who are in larger companies and they have teams, there is often a team aspect. So we're giving this leader great tools to start to understand how to communicate with herself, but communicate with themselves, communicate with, understand what's going on internally. The thing is, there also needs to be practice. And the team also then needs to have a very common language as to what is it that they're all saying? Why? How are they all connecting? How are they all interacting? And why is this leader leading us this way now? Mm -hmm. So it's about sitting down and having conversations with the team to understand things like their mindset, their values. What does it mean for them to listen? And we don't necessarily need to go into the deeper science and the neuroplasticity as we do with the leader, unless that's what they want. But it's about giving them that understanding of here's how we listen. Mm -hmm. Here's questions. Here's that's what's good. going on. Here's, you know, the, our, our purported values as an organization and what it means as a team. And we get to all define that on this team because we need to operate together. And so it's a combination it. of the one-on-one -on -one that uh, as of the one-on-one -on -one engagement into these larger engagements of workshops, larger group training, depending on where the company it's at, depending on let's be honest, budget and desire mm -hmm. and motivation. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's different levels. That's good though, because I think that, you know, companies uh, and people who are running companies and stuff though, all of you who are listening, because I know I get a lot of, um, you know, like CEOs, entrepreneurs, like C-suite people, management leaders that listen to the show, which is phenomenal. I love that. Um, and I love giving them these type of tools because, I, you know, like I had a woman um, a long time ago who came on and was talking about emotional intelligence with leadership, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, and I know that she had spoken to someone else who was listening to the show, you know, so I don't know if they work together. I never followed up, but I know that, um, you know, those of you who are listening, understand that what Lindsay's saying is actually like really taking care of your internal teams so that you can thrive. That's the whole point. So yeah. that you can thrive. I mean, we're all, I mean, you, we're obviously in business to thrive, right? So we should invest in our people. Honestly, I, that's one of the things I've always tried to fight for in every different company that I've worked in. Yes. Like, Hey, yeah. I got a great person to connect with you. You should definitely be calling these people to come in and be with us, with the team. You know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. some, some of them took that on. Some of them didn't, unfortunately, but the ones who didn't have miserable people working for them, and I'm going to be completely honest, right? Because I, I, keep, I still friends with some of the people that work there. Um, and I feel, I feel bad for that because it's like, you know what? You guys have budgets for your Christmas party. I mm -hmm. think you can try to get a budget to support the emotional, mental, and giving your people skill sets mm -hmm. that'll last them even outside of work. This will be mm -hmm. outside of work too, right? I mean, absolutely. And and I mean, just even from that like statistic standpoint, is if we're investing in our leaders for right. these for these people skills, there's there's a there's a, one study that was done by the Energy Project and Harvard Business Review, and it they were saying things like employees who have leaders who are more emotionally intelligent, who treat them with respect, they're. Uh, 63% more satisfied with their job, 
Uh, 55% more likely to be engaged, 58% more focused. And those are great numbers. But I yeah. think the one that really made me go, whoa, was that they are 110%, 110% more likely to stay with the organization. Wow. Because a leader is treating them with respect. Yep. That just translates to the bottom dollar. That just translates yeah. to a better culture all in all. That translates to longevity and loyalty and and deeper connections. Connection, and yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's it, it, and and I'm not and I'm very much of the belief that if a company doesn't value its people, okay, that's not wrong. It's not my company. They very clearly have different values and they need to stand in that and they need to own it. And then that is the culture that will attract people to that culture. Right. Who right. are right for that culture. Right. Though, I mean, not great from my own personal opinion and my own personal values, but we can't judge that as wrong. Right. As long as the company owns it and doesn't paint itself all shiny and fuzzy and we love people as outwardly and then inwardly there's something out, else. But when we say these are our values and we value our people and we, we are all about service, service goes two ways to your customers yep. and to your, to your employees because that's an experience and that can be a costly experience if they yeah. are turning over and over and over if they're burnt out if they're on stress yeah. leave if they're create if they're doing toxic behaviors that even if that individual you remove that individual who's doing the toxic behavior that toxic behavior is still ingrained in the culture yeah. Yeah. and the belief system because it was allowed to become ingrained yeah, yeah. so this and is think, why it's important we yeah. invest in our leaders to... Yeah. And even as you say it, though, Lindsay, I'm thinking, I bet you everybody's going, yep, yep, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's it's happening way more than we would like to admit, right? Mm -hmm. So now, I like I said, I know a lot of amazing people are listening to the show. So if people want to bring you on to help their teams, right? Because mm -hmm. I think what you're doing is such important work. Like, I'm not just saying that I really mean that. I think that if we got... If we got you in to work with these leaders, man, it would be so much better because then these companies can thrive. And if the companies are thriving, the, the, the economy thrives. If the economy yeah. thrives, people have jobs, their families thrive. Like this mm -hmm. is all a, a like a domino effect, right? Mm -hmm. So how do people get in contact with you if they want to work with you and bring you on or at least have a conversation with you to see yeah. what this looks like, right? So how do Absolutely. they contact you? So you can find me on my website, which is brpconsulting.ca because businesses are people. Or you can find me on it. LinkedIn, which is my playground um, under my name, Lindsay Harl Kadatz. Harl. Yeah, Harl people. Don't make it Harl or Harley or whatever I said. It's I, You know what? I will say, though, my nickname from a lot of friends is Harley. So I will still oh. always respond. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, you're amazing. Thank you for coming on here and like, you know, showing us, you know, your expertise and also the, your heart, though, because it looks like, I mean, from what I feel, it just feels like you really do care about this and you really do care about the people that you're working with. And so mm -hmm. I just want companies to understand that it's time to get on 
the ball with this stuff and stop trying to think it's like from back in the day. We are in a new era. This is a completely different thing. After COVID, things have changed. People's mindsets have changed. Mental health has become a really a concerning thing. We have to get on the ball with this. You can't just keep ignoring it and thinking, oh, people are good. They'll get through it. That's not right. You know, train them up in the way that they should lead your teams and you are going to have a successful business. So Lindsay, thank you for being here. Go ahead. Say it. So what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, at some point this work is going to become mandated in your people. How you treat your people is going to become law at some point. Yeah. That might be a huge expression, but at some point, so why would you not want to get ahead of the ball? Yeah. And or be, just do it out of humanity. Well, just I mean, there's that humanity. too, but yeah. <laughs> there's the human aspect. There's the human. <laughs> Lindsay, you're so awesome. Thank you for being on Straight Talk and thank you for being here and pouring into my uh, audience. They're a great audience and I appreciate your time. I really do. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I told you I find the best humans on the planet. Lindsay is definitely one of them. I love this woman. So make sure that you guys connect with her. I'm going to link all of her information below for you. Don't sleep on this kind of stuff. I'm telling you as a person who was leading a really big team, it is important that you pour into your leaders and they will pour into their people. And before you know it, you're going to have a place where people stay. And there, when you have turnaround, that's money going out the door for training and everything all the time. So make it happen. Be a person that really loves people and loves to pour into people because really we're in the people business more than we're into anything else. So this is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, No Sugar Addict. Get your stuff together. Until next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.